Hello, my friends. How are you today? You're listening to the Sunday edition of St. Mark Lutheran Church's podcast out of Bemidji, Minnesota. This podcast features a sermon from our church or another of our sister Wells churches. If you like our sermons, you may also enjoy our devotional series, which is on the same podcast subscription. Our sermon for today is titled Focus Dying and is based on Luke chapter 12, verse 22 through 34. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than the birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We now join Pastor Zamzo for the sermon. In the name of our Savior Jesus, who has made countless promises to his people and fulfilled them all. Amen. No athlete trains without the goal in mind. There is no sport where you go out and you arbitrarily throw or hit a ball around for no reason. I guess unless you call what I do on the golf course a sport. No, everybody practices with the goal in mind. Even when it gets hard. Even when training becomes difficult. You continue to push on. Athletes continue to push on because you're focused The athlete is focused on what they are playing for. And it might seem strange for us to think this way, but the Lord Jesus did that too as evidenced by his own words in Luke chapter 12 this morning. He shows us with that section uh, where he talks about not worrying. He shows us that his mind is fully focused and set on his goal. And it might, like I said, it might seem a little odd to think this way, but the Lord Jesus, the King of the universe, the Creator of all things, lived with the end goal in mind. He lived in the exact same hope of the resurrection and eternal life in heaven 
that you and I do. It was what Jesus was focused on every single day of his life, right up to his dying breath on the cross. The Lord Jesus, our Savior, our brother, lived in the exact same hope of the resurrection that we preach and teach and proclaim here every single Sunday, week in and week out. And this is what we have before us today in Luke's Gospel when Jesus tells us not to worry about the material things in this life. Consider who your Savior is. We call Him God and Lord. We use fancy terms to describe Him. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, all at once, all the time. And we say these things rightly so. However, it is also 100% true that our Lord Jesus is 100% human being. Flesh and blood like you and I. And he wrestled and was faced with the exact same temptations and the exact same struggles and threatened with the same worries and fears that you and I are confronted with every single day. Keep in mind that it is a sin to sin. It is not a sin to be tempted. And the Lord was tempted in every single way that you and I are. He was tempted to worry about clothes. He was tempted to worry about money. He was tempted to worry about food. And he was tempted to worry about a roof being over his head in the exact same way that you and I are every single day. But his words here show us that he's practicing, he's living, he's practicing what he's preaching, and he's living focused on the goal focused on the hope of the resurrection, focused on eternal life in heaven. Consider whatever your major worries and fears are right now. How they consume us. How they chase us down day in and day out and draw our eyes off. Especially now when some of us might be considering selling a kidney in order to put gas in the tank. Unless we're wealthy to the point where money is of no object, you worry. We worry about providing for our families. We worry about the fact that it's, it's turning into the fall time and, well, we got to get school supplies for, for our kids. We still have to put food on the table and we still have to pay the bills. We worry about all those things. And these words that Jesus says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, or about what you will wear, for life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. Those words of our Savior often sound or seem like some sort of pie-in-the-sky platitude that can only be spoken of by one who knows how everything pans out. They can only be spoken by somebody who knows how all paths meet in the end and how every penny ends up getting spent. And so we say to ourselves, yeah, resurrection from the dead, eternal life in heaven. Yeah, that's one day. However, that is presumably a long way off for me. Come back and talk to me when I've got that cancer diagnosis. Come back and talk to me about that when I'm on my deathbed. That's when talking about Jerusalem, the golden... That's when talking about eternal life in heaven, that's when that will become relevant to me. And we push it to the back of our minds and we hardly give it a second thought once we pass from these doors. 
We don't think of our Savior Jesus, who was in the exact same situation as you and I are, who was able to speak these words as someone who is tempted in every single way that we are tempted. What is it that we are tempted to? Well, Jesus states it here pretty plainly. He says we are tempted to worry. That's the sin in question here. What's it mean to worry? The dictionary definition of worrying is to strive after something in an anxious way. Or that, in other words, that that one thing or that those things have become the focus of your life. To anxiously strive after something like, I might not get it, I might not get it, I might not get it. To go after it constantly in an anxious way. That's what worrying is. And so consider the Lord's words when he tells us not to worry. This isn't a pie-in-the-sky concept when you consider it from this perspective. Rather, we see that Jesus reminds every one of us of a simple truth. Who, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life. Rather, the opposite is true, isn't it? Worry about something long enough. You strive after something anxiously long enough. If you've ever worried about something really, really hard, maybe you've been on like a really long car trip and a really nasty snowstorm, and you're anxiously striving to get home. And you get home and you get out of the car and you shut the door and maybe you fall back against it and say, "Eh, I took a year off my life. Because you've been anxiously striving for that whole thing. The Lord's point here is this, do not constantly be focused on the material things of this life. Don't anxiously strive for those things. Look at the world around you. The flowers of the field, the birds of the air, the Lord provides for those things and He does a good job of doing it. The Lord will give you what you need. To be sure, the nations of the world chase after all these things, but your Father knows that you need them. Your Father knows that you need them. The Holy Spirit is actually living within you through your baptism when He called you to faith and He knows you better than you know yourself. Jesus trusted in this too. The Lord trusted and was focused on this fact too. And He did it perfectly. We see here in these words from the sinless Son of God an example of how perfectly He could do what we could not do. Where the worries and the fears of life that consume us draw off our focus, the Lord Jesus was perfectly focused. And He hoped in the resurrection from the dead. It was His peace and His stay on every journey that He took with no roof above His head, with no backpack full of food, And with a coin purse that was often dwindling, his hope of the resurrection was what kept him moving and putting one foot in front of the other. His hope of the resurrection and eternal life in heaven is what made him put one foot in front of the other even as he went on to that last grueling trial on the cross where he had nothing but gall to drink and his own clothes were divided up in front of him. Jesus' hope and confidence in the resurrection from the dead was his focus and he practiced what he preached all the way the kingdom of God was his focus in his life and even when dying 
We see that example from our Lord, and it's not just an example, it's a reminder yet again of how our Savior has done perfectly all the things that we cannot do. Consider all this from the perspective of who will very soon be our youngest brother in the faith, little Samuel. Consider from his perspective as he begins his life of faith and his walk with the Lord. Consider this from the perspective of his parents, John and Katrina, as they bring Sam to the waters of baptism. They don't know, nor does Sam, what sorts of struggles and difficulties and problems and trials and tragedies he's going to face in his life. They have not one single clue. In fact, I'm sure they've heard, as uh, most young parents these days do, and maybe you've heard it before, oh, don't have kids. Look at what kind of world you're bringing them into. I'm sure they've heard all those things before. We don't know what's going to happen in any of our lives. We don't know what's going to happen in 10 minutes. War or plague or natural disasters. And one might look at these words of our Savior Jesus and say, don't worry. Yeah, okay, whatever. Easier said than done. Yet consider what is said and done here on this day. Consider what promise is being made to little Samuel. As we baptize him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we mark his citizenship not into an organization, not into a family, not even just into a church. That simple washing of rebirth and renewal through the water and the word marks him as a dear child of God and marks him as a citizen. God promises him citizenship in Jerusalem the Golden. That he has that to look forward to every single day of his life. That is the goal. That is the goal that he will live every single day of his life with the hope of. He is a child of God, an heir of the resurrection from the dead and eternal life in heaven. And that focus on the resurrection and eternal life, that goal that you and I and Sam and John and Katrina can focus on every single day of our lives. You know, I often think about this sort of thing. We have an example of the beginning of faith today in our second service when he's baptized, but I also think about this sort of thing at the end of the road too. When I go in to visit somebody who's in the hospital who's sick or dying, it doesn't really matter anymore what job they had. It doesn't matter anymore what kind of car they drove. Millions of dollars aren't going to do that person any good. A trip to Europe isn't going to mean anything to them. It won't matter how famous they were or how famous they are. All of those things are going to be lost anyway. And none of those things are worth clinging to or striving anxiously after on a deathbed. And yet it's at times like that for the person maybe who's dying or for the family that's around the person it gets hard to practice what you preach when the rubber hits the road. Even when the goal is close, we see how the devil works hardest to take our focus off of it. And as a pastor, I realize what I'm there to do then. To draw their eyes back onto the goal. To draw their eyes back onto the focus 
I know that it isn't me. But it's the Word of God that can give them peace knowing that they are right with God because of what Jesus did for them in His death. I know I can deliver to them there what really mattered when they lived. That promise of God. I know that while I'm there, I can focus them on the kingdom of God that awaits them even if they should shut their eyes in death and this whole world should pass away. This is the focus of our Savior's words here. Not some pie-in-the-sky ideal in telling us not to worry. But He's saying live every day focused with the end in mind. From the moment that we're born, friends, we're already dying. But the goal that we have through Christ Jesus is the resurrection and eternal life that He won for us by His perfect life and His innocent suffering and death. When Jesus says don't worry, it's more than just a command. Or it's more than just a stupid catchy song. Don't worry. Be happy. (laughs) His words speak comfort to our souls. We have a God who knows what we need. We have a God who has already given us the kingdom in Christ. He's given us everything that we need, both physically and spiritually in Jesus. And Jesus gives what He commands in Himself. So remember who is taking care of you. Remember who is watching over you. Remember who is leading you on every single day of your life. So that when you must shut your eyes in death, you won't be focused on what you have said or what you have done or your deeds or those things. But you'll be focused on what He has done and how He completed everything perfectly for you. Your focus will not be on something that can't, your focus will be on something that cannot be bought or earned like everything else in this life. But your focus will be on something that is given to you. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. That's the goal. The kingdom. That's what we live every day in focus of. That's what our Savior lived. Focused on His entire life perfectly. So that you and I might know those joys of heaven and that we too can live every day of our life with the goal in sight and the end in focus. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.